0: ladies and gentlemen uh, let's get right. Yo, 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 what up, what up, what's good, everybody? This is the Sunday, March 15th episode of the Boxing Source Radio Show. I'm your host, James Bell, the leader of the Boxing Source on social media and the lead editor for the Boxing Source blog. That is theboxingsource.net on social media uh, by going on YouTube and subscribing to the channel. You can follow us on Facebook, The Boxing Source, on Twitter, at Boxing Source 2, and through Instagram, looking up The Boxing Source. Remember, the dial is 347-237-5539, once again, three four seven two three seven five five three nine. Press the one key to get on, too, and you'll be able to talk live on the show. Uh, This will be a um, pretty interesting little podcast that we will have. Of course, um, the world, uh, so to speak, has been going through this little thing about the coronavirus. Um, and it has affected sporting events within the United States of America. Over the past week, uh, we have seen events be canceled right off the bat. You know, it included basketball events, you know, exhibition baseball events, and it affected boxing events. Saturday, March 14th, was supposed to have uh, two specific cars that were going to be shown on ESPN and Fox Sports 1, respectively. Um, we were you know, going to have over at the theater at Madison Square Garden a main event for the WBO featherweight championship. Um, and it was going to you know, involve the WBO champion Adonis, uh, Adonis uh, Shakur Stevenson against Miguel Mariaga and I was at the press conference on March 12th um, that was at through the lobby of Madison Square Garden, and yeah, going into you know what I specifically um you know went through um, so what I went through um, you know, I made the trip from d c over to New York
1: uh
0: for this particular press conference, and I get there and Knowing, given that there were things that were like sporting events that were getting postponed or canceled, you know, by the hour, um, Madison Square Garden, as, uh, you know, working people would know, is the home for the biggest basketball tournament, um, one of the most historic tournaments in NCAA basketball. And, you know, the day before in a couple of days, uh, they were starting off the basketball tournament. Um, so you know, things kind of were going on as usual. And me, um, you know, me being a boxing fan and a basketball fan, especially in general, I was, you know, following what was going on. And the previous night, uh, March 11th, I was, you know, up and up up late and saw the opening round of the Pac-12 tournament that was going on at uh, Las Vegas. Uh, So they were having the games going on in Las Vegas for the Pac-12 tournament and that was going on with no problem. Uh, But yo, once I you know, got up, I started to, you know, get news of uh, what was going on with the tournaments. And so first, by the time I actually reached New York, I was at uh, Penn Station, you know, Penn Station located right below Madison Square Garden. And, you know, I looked at, you know, some of the TVs that were out there um, and, you know, the televisions that were showing something in reference to the ACC tournament. And, uh, you know, it was, you know, guy on the mic. I didn't know, at the time, I didn't know who it was. Um, But, you know, they had a guy on the mic. And they were, you know, talking about something. Of course, we know what that was about now. And after I... You know, left Penn Station to go up, go up the stairs to get into Madison Square Garden. Um, there was hardly anybody within Madison Square Garden. Uh, you had the thing that were that was going on in reference to um, the Big East tournament. Uh, so there was nobody there in reference to the Big East tournament. But they still had the uh press conference for Shakur Stevenson and Miguel Mariaga to go on, so everybody that was invited for that particular press conference for the press and the the boxers fighters and their teams, all of them were there at Madison square garden uh to hold the you know press conference and so if you you know follow my um you know if you follow the uh page on um facebook or whatever it is uh you will be able to see that i posted part of the beginning of the press conference where um you had uh carl moretti um at the beginning of the press conference basically make the announcement that the the fight between the fight cards between uh you know, the fight card on Saturday and Tuesday, excuse me, uh, the one with Shakur Stevenson uh, and Miguel Mariaga, and then the one on Tuesday that is, you know, uh, St. Patrick's Day uh, that was going to have uh, Mike Collin and Belmar appreciado like they were going to be closed to the public. And the only people that would be able to go in was going to be those in the media. So they said that. And and then they you know, basically carried on with the press conference and everything and hopefully, you know what, I'm gonna see if I could actually I'm gonna do that while this is going on. I will post the press conference um that took place. Yep. I'm gonna go ahead and do that. I should have it In this, um, yep, I have it here. So, what I'm going to do is, I'm going to post that press conference on the YouTube page. So, the press conference went down as usual, and uh, thing about it is, is um, this thing kind of uh was it was like surreal to me because you have Madison Square Garden, one of the you know, most uh you know, one of the most uh famous arenas in the world and um supposed to have the biggest tournament and there's nobody there and and, and it's just a and I and I posted it on, on on Twitter. I said like, not being able to see the actual atmosphere for the Big East tournament at Madison Square Garden will be one of the things that I will never forget. Um, it's you know something that will stick with me, you know, f- for as long as you know I I'll I'll, I'll I'll be able to remember. Um. And just going into, you know, this particular, you know, press conference, man, it's, it's you know, basically, you know, surreal. I mean, you had, you know, the usuals there for uh, top rank or whatnot. Uh, so, you know, my thing is, is that, you know, I thought things will, you know, pretty much be as usual. You know, we asked the questions about, you know, what would happen as far as like the actual fights are concerned. And. You know, I got the, you know, the reactions to um, to um, the the announcement that the events would, you know, be closed to the public. Um, so I got it from Shakur Stevenson and also from uh, Mick Collin. And after that was done, it was like a couple of hours, and I was going to head back You know, head back to D.C. Had to take care of a few things in the D.C. area, whatnot. And by the time I get back, you know, uh, one of my, uh, you know, friends, uh, you know, contacts me and says, uh, did you get the news from, you know, top rank? And I was like, no. And he said, like, the event is canceled. And I was like, what? I was like, "Oh, man." And and that like, you know, that kind of uh you know, had me a little bit upset and whatnot. Um, but, you know, the thing for Saturday and Tuesday is canceled. Um the fight card that was going to be at the MGM National Harbor on Saturday uh was, you know, canceled. So, this whole thing has affected uh, a lot of people um, within the sporting world. And for me, not necessarily getting fully into it, um, you have a lot of people within the sporting world that will be affected by this uh, for a good amount of time. Uh, So, within the sport of boxing, man, um, you know, we, we have this thing going on and going down, um, and, you know, these events that have been canceled over this weekend. And, you know, now we got other things that in the future that are potentially in, 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 in danger, um, of not happening uh, as scheduled. Um, you know, we, we had, you know, these things that are coming up that are, you know, next week and, you know, a couple of weeks from now, um, like uh, Artur Beterbiev against Fanlong Meng or uh, Srisakets or Rungvisai returning to the ring. Um, I guess I'm not run wrong. Uh, it's supposed to be April 4th. Um, April 11th is a fight that I've. I'm looking forward to Daniel DuBois against Joe Joyce. Like, I'm unsure if those fights are going to happen because this whole thing is going to really affect the world. I'll just be straight up with that. It's going to affect the planet. And it's going to have some long-term effects that people are just not uh, ready for so right now um you know just talking about you know how this thing is affected i mean I had you know um you know last week I had someone on the on the podcast that would have uh taken part in the fight card that was at the m g m national harbor uh be a soldier breedy uh undefeated featherweight from uh the washington d c area uh born in Barbados. And, you know, now his, you know, fight is basically canceled. So that's the type of thing as far as, like, these fights are canceled. This is how they make their money or whatever it is. So you're not sure if they, you know, necessarily get their money or not. Um, So right now that's how uh, things are, you know, basically going at at this point is that, you know, while there may be some people that could – you know, get through this uh, from a sporting perspective. Um, you know, short term or long term, there are others that you know may not be able to do so, um, and and that's going to be uh, something that will really affect a lot of people. Um, if y'all are listening in and uh, want to, you know, talk some boxing, you could call in at three four seven. Two three seven five five three nine. The hotline is three four seven two three seven five five three nine. Press one key to get on queue, and you'll be able to, you know, talk live on the show. Um, I'm looking at uh, the boxing schedule through Boxrec, and uh, it seems like they had a couple of you know fights that did take place. Oh you know, let's see uh, where they took place at um oh my goodness! What the hold on, hold on, let's think it uh okay, in Russia, all right, so yeah, the Russian Boxing Federation have a couple of fights uh that were you know out in um the pyramid in Kazan russia uh so that was on March twelfth um. On March 13th, oh, this is going to be good. They had fights over in Argentina. Uh, Let's see, what else? Let's see if I can get through this here. Um, Yeah, Argentina, Brennan and Buenos Aires, Argentina. Um, What is this thing here? They had like, um, you know, women's boxing that went down in there. Hold on, let me uh, see if there's a random thing that I could do Alright, um, so in the convention center in Tlalpan, Mexico They had, uh, I guess this is, did they say that this is a main event? Uh, well, they had one fight and it was on Telemundo Oh man, I missed the fight on Telemundo, man Alright uh, uh, Adrian Curiel versus Rosendo Hugo One or else, uh, For the vacant WBC Ficum Box Flyweight title And uh, it says that Adrian Curiel Won by Unanimous decision So there were a couple of events That did happen around the world uh, There was a fight That actually happened today In South America, or uh, not South America, but in South Africa, over in the recre the Blair Gori Recreation Center in Randburg, South Africa. Yep, it happened. There were actually four fights that took place in the Blair Gori Recreation Center in Randburg, South Africa, uh, with a vacant South African light, lightweight title on the line against Shethu Vula and Shethu Munyai telling you that second day I done messed up big time I'm gonna mess it up I man, I'm telling you I messed that joke up man real talk I messed that up dog um you know um you know so that's, you know, basically what what we've, uh, you know, got going on so far, man. Um, this is basically the uh, gist of, you know, what's going down. Let me see if uh, this is um, something I'm going to see if I could uh, go through. Uh, schedule if there is, you know, anything here. Um, well, they say that, yep, uh, there was something in South Africa that happened. The Copper Box Arena had a good number of fights that, that happened today. Um, what the hell is all of this? Yo, hey, uh, those that are listening, um, if y'all can, Go on to BoxRec and hit the schedule link and scroll down, and you'll see, like, uh, fights that happened over at uh, Albania and then the one that I said in South Africa. But apparently there was a fight card at the Copper Box Arena in London And if you see that list of fights Nah and and there's something that's supposed to happen on the sixteenth too. Oh no man. Nah, you I don't know if all of this stuff is gonna happen now. Like you like listen, I see oh man. I see one, two, three, four, five, six, Seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, twenty, twenty two fights. Twenty two fights. I don't, yo, I don't understand it. I don't understand it. You know uh I've never seen as many fights be listed as I just saw right there like that 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 is really that really like paused me right there uh what they have at the copper box arena over in London like that's nuts. Um, looks like they're trying to. I don't know, man. Looks like they're trying to uh, bunch up a whole bunch of fights. That's what it's kind of looking like, cause uh, there's a schedule of uh, a series of fights that are playing to happen over at the Copper Box Arena over the next few days. Uh, so not just today, but tomorrow, Tuesday and Wednesday they have something scheduled so it is going to be it's going to be uh, crazy it's going to be nuts um but um that's kind of like what is uh basically going on uh right now in the boxing uh, world is that a lot of these uh fights that have you know been affected by the whole coronavirus thing um, they're trying to reschedule or see if they'll happen later on down the line um so you know that's kind of uh you know what what we have uh here so um i'm gonna see if I could go back to you know what we would have had uh you know scheduled um and we had the thing here where you would have had the WBO featherweight championship between uh Shakur Stevenson and Miguel Mariaga and the co feature bout of uh you know Jesse Magdaleno and uh Sicario Lucas. Um you know that that would have been an interesting Fight card uh, that we would have had, uh, you would have had Sekarja Lucas there uh, from Namibia. Um, you know that he was going to come into the fight against uh, Jesse Magdaleno, undefeated, twenty three and zero. His first fight in the U.S. as he, you know, has had uh, most of his fights over in M- Namibia. Uh, had won a, you know regional featherweight title out there. So uh, he would have been, you know, in his first step up fight against Jesse Magdaleno. And uh, that would have been, you know, interesting uh, there, because he is, you know, related to a couple of uh, well-known boxers, um, you know, within the sport. So uh, he would have probably, you know, kind of like followed in the footsteps of uh, his, you know, siblings or his uh, relatives, like Julius Nongo, who is the you know the former uh, unified but lightweight champion. So you would have probably seen if uh, he would be able to follow in the footsteps of uh, Julius Nongo uh, there. So uh, we're going to see if they're going to have those uh, fights rescheduled. Uh, There, you know, the Shakur uh, Stevenson-Mariaga fight and the um, fight that was going to happen uh, between Jesse Magdaleno and Sicario Lucas. And also, you know, we were supposed to have uh, Mick Collin against Belmar Apreciado at the Theater of Madison Square Garden on the 17th. And that has also been uh, scrapped or rescheduled. So... Uh, that's kind of, um, you know, what we had over that was scheduled for being at the MSG theater, uh, but also you would have had the uh, flight card at the MGM National Harbor, um, you know, where it would have been the Thing that was on uh, schedule for Fox Sports 1, a headline bout with uh, James Kirkland uh, being back in the ring. Uh, it would have been his third fight uh, back uh, since his loss to Canelo Alvarez, and he would have been um, checking on Marcos Hernandez. So we would have had uh, that uh, fight card to talk about as well today, but that also has been uh, postponed uh they sent the message uh on March twelfth at uh four you know four PM so it was like four PM I received that message in reference to the fight card at the MGM National Harbor and then it was I guess you know within uh what is it uh, seven or you know seven thirty PM uh where I received the message about the Stevenson-Mariaga fight. Uh, So that's kind of like what we, you know, had going on there in in reference to, you know, the fight scene. So uh, that's kind of, um, you know, what we got, you know, going on right now is that, you know, people are kind of reacting to um, this whole thing, you know, that that's been, uh, you know, going on. So, um it, it's kind of you know, weird going through something like this. Uh but it's you know I'm not sure like what will happen next uh and how long this'll, you know, basically be. Um, but, you know, hopefully, you know, they'll kind of uh get through uh most of this uh stuff right now. Um right now I have a caller from the eight one three area code um what's going on your on the boxing source radio show? What's up
2: Jay this is Terrell Calling from Tampa and uh, my first and utmost concern is that you were able to find quality quality cereal from your uh shopping experience <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey man, I got I got it on the I got it on the lucky charms, man. At least I got the lucky charms. <laughs> oh man,
2: man, let, oh, let, 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 this I mean, we we've seen many things living in this country, but this is I mean, at, at one point you say I've seen that before? I I've never seen it before, where people are buying non put it forward non central items but you go to the vitamin aisle and it's still full instead of buying that stuff with stuff that they're really right. and
0: then which is crazy. Right. And 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 you know from a from a serious <laughs> perspective, I mean we gotta, you know, do a better job of knowing how to prepare uh for things in, in reference to that aspect. Um but you know, th- this is kinda like a you know time to reflect on the sport of boxing and everything like that and i'm gonna see if i could you know bring in a special guest uh to join us and this is you know world renowned uh you know agent um broker and long time uh, contributor to the sport of boxing and i b h o f um Inductee and uh, voter within the International Boxing Hall of Fame, Mister Rick Glazer How's it going? Not bad.
3: Actually, I'm an elector of the Hall of Fame. I'm not an inductee. I'm, I'm in. I'm inducted in the New York State Boxing Hall of Fame. I hope to be in some someday. But we've got some accomplishments to uh, to do yet before I qualify for such a prestigious honor as the
0: International Boxing Hall of Fame in Canistota Gotcha, gotcha. So. I may I got you on here. Um, you know, we were talking uh, last week in reference to, you know, the action that was supposed to, you know, be going on uh, Saturday. Uh, but um, before y'all were on, I, I kind of like struggled to go through actual fights that did happen around the world, um, <laughs> it, you know, included a couple of the things that were over in South Africa or in uh, Argentina and, and things like that, so it was it was something for me to kind of like go through, uh, as you know, a lot of the events over the course of this weekend had been canceled, uh, but you know, even then, there were still some people that or some uh, places that did have uh, boxing matches there. So, uh, Rick, like, what do you what are your thoughts about this whole thing with? Um, what's going on in the sporting world and in boxing in general when it comes to this? Um, Well, I think what you're going to end up with starting from the major
3: league sports of major league baseball, I think they're going to shorten their schedule and I think they're going to end up playing like probably 140 games this year instead of the traditional 162 every year that they normally play. I think um, basketball I think you're gonna if they if they if they do the playoffs, it'll be the teams that are in there right now. They might, and for teams that are like one game back, maybe in the uh, playoffs, maybe like a, a one one a one game play in something like that. Um, I NBA uh, the I'm sorry NCAA is gonna be is done. You know they're they they won't be resuming hockey if they resume they'll have a one-game play-in more than likely for the two teams in the bottom to play each other. In other words, the the one team that, that's already in the last team to be in in each division, each conference, and then, uh, you know, the team that's out. And uh, and NASCAR has postponed their first two races, even though they were going to do them with no fans. And, um this weekend in Atlanta and next weekend in Homestead, Miami, Florida, Miami, Homestead, Florida. But the problem is that they didn't want to go against a national emergency and slap our country in the face. So that's why they decided once uh, Friday came around and Trump was going to announce a national emergency, they pulled the plug on their two events. IndyCar canceled the first four races. They're not postponing and They're going right to Indianapolis in May 9th for the road course race at the Speedway, and then the Indianapolis traditional Indianapolis 500. Uh-huh. Yep. Um, directly to do with boxing, um, no TV event is, is canceled in America. They're, they were all po- postponed, which means they'll be made up. So, in other words, Shakur Stevenson's fight, let's just say, instead of uh, last night and Michael Collins' fight uh, on Tuesday, this coming Tuesday night, those events will probably take place in, like, uh, May or June, let's just say, and um, yep. like March twenty eighth, ESPN event, um, that'll be that's definitely getting moved out of Quebec. Maybe it'll be delayed a week or something, but they're going to get all the fights in. The fighters will not miss any fights; they will okay. be fighting. So, in other words, if whether Canelo fights May second or not, and let's say he goes May thirtieth instead, he'll still be fighting in September more than likely against G G and then then in in December or January uh against uh, Murata in Japan. Murata so Japan, they're yeah. just going to have to jugger, for the next till the end of the year they're just going to have to tighten up their schedule. So instead of having 5 or 6 months between fights they're going to have 3 or 4 months in between fights. That's all. Yeah. And um, yeah. so the fighters are, the fighters have are not stymied right now because like myself, I had five fighters' fights canceled already. They like postponed, I should say. And I've had seven sparring partners, uh, you know, not be able to go because of the, you know, because the fights were canceled. So there's nobody to spar with because they can't get paid because the other fighters' fights called off. So, um, you know, everything's going to just be uh, postponed down the road. I suspect myself. That after May 15th, it'll start returning back to normalcy where Canelo will be fighting. And um, let's say, um, you know, May 9th, uh, uh, Jose Ramirez is going to be fighting um, his his mandatory against Victor Postal. I think those events will happen. Like I said, I think Canelo is going to move to the end of the month. That's Mm -hmm. my opinion. Maybe maybe he'll go in June, but. They have a problem if they go in June because uh, what's the name supposed to go in June? Um, uh, Joshua and um, and Pulev. Oh, Joshua and Pulev only, is
0: twentieth. Yeah.
3: yeah. right. They don't want to do two big fights, two huge fights in a month. They want to spread those uh, marquee events right. out so you know they get the, the people describing, subscribing for. There's a lot of people just subscribe to the Joshua fights and the. Uh, Canelo fights.
0: Canelo fights. Yeah, just with those.
3: Right. They don't survive. You know, nobody's looking to pay for a Demetrius Andrade. Thank God. Nobody's that dumb. So um, (laughs) it's it's one of those deals where right now the sport is everybody's in a look-see. I've talked to many uh, people that uh, work in the boxing industry worldwide. Um, Everybody's, like, at home working now. For at least the uh-huh. next two to two at least through May first, except in England everything is full bore right now. In England right now, April eleventh, yeah. Dubois and and, and, Joe, and Joe uh Joe Joy and Joe Joyce is still on. Eddie Hearn is playing events, Frank Warren is playing events, and everything's is and And that doesn't mean it's gonna be going forward. Let's just see how this works
0: out. But uh yeah. um, canceled literally Postponed all over the world Well I mean I've seen Like uh, things on um, Box Rec where The Copper Box Arena has like multiple Fights that are going to be happening Like over the next few days So it looks like they're trying to um, Compress Events or boxing matches All into you know that particular Point uh, uh, right. Just Yesterday or right. you know, um, Saturday morning, I received the thing for or from World Boxing Super Series that the Mar'rightest Junior Dota Coast fight will be postponed to may sixteenth um so right. they're you know they're saying like over in Latvia um large events are prohibited until April fourteenth um so that's kind of like what is going on within the boxing world right now. Um that's gonna be interesting to see what happens with Canelo if they push that thing back a couple of months. Uh, cause I was, you know, really, you know, thinking about making that trip over to Las Vegas for uh that May uh second weekend. Um, but yeah, all of the, you know, other events that are uh coming up or that have basically been scheduled are, you know, are postponed, um I was also looking uh for that fight between uh Inouye and Casamero uh that was supposed to be in Las Vegas in April as well. Um that will you know, probably yeah, be postponed yeah. too. So um but uh it, you know this thing kind of like uh you know delays itself and then things get picked back up. That could potentially open the door for a lot of these a good number of these fights to all be part of the same card. I'm hoping that will happen, but I'm you
3: know, I'm
0: not I, going to,
3: I, I you know, they, put
0: that in. I,
3: I actually don't think that's going to happen because I think the casino, is, because the economy is down now because yeah. of the coronavirus. So you're not going to have the people there at, in the buildings, the high rollers. You're not going to have yeah. the, those kind of people in there right now. Vegas is right. basically shutting down right now. The casinos, everything is basically.
0: Casinos, buffet places, all of that, yeah.
3: Everything. Um, the rumor is uh, the Mirage and, uh, not Mirage, I'm sorry, I'm winter closing down uh, uh, tomorrow or Tuesday, I heard. and Then uh, this week the other casinos are talking about closing temporarily. I mean, this is bad. Just to give you an idea of where we're at right now, it's normally $595 to fly from Buffalo, my hometown, nonstop to Vegas. I'm southwest. And I just literally called for a plane ticket, and it was $161 round trip. If I want, the Green Valley Ranch runs about 575 a night for a room, the Green Valley uh, Resort Spa, uh, Casino in Vegas, which is off the strip. It's a beautiful hotel in Green Valley. And they run it normally about five seventy five with all the fees per night. Right now you can go there for $42 a night plus the resort fee and the taxes, which will run you about $100 a night, just to give you an idea. So, I mean, I don't think they're going to be rushing into these big fights so fast. So even if you have a situation where the, quote, the ban is lifted May 15th, let's say uh, April 1st, or I'm sorry, um, May 1st, where they can do boxing in May, you're going to be hard pressed to have people come out to watch fights with the economy bad because it costs thousands of dollars to go to a fight to watch. Right between getting mm-hmm. in, hotel rooms, airplane tickets, food, everything It costs you thousands of dollars. I mean, my 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 wife and I went out on a trip uh, courtesy of Bob Aram in uh, December um, with uh, two whole two airplane tickets, hotel. A uh, transportation tune from the airport. We had um, we had credentials to get in the fights, you know, the whole thing on mm-hmm. air, and uh, and and food, money every day still cost me four thousand for the for for eight days out there. I mean, it, it's like you know, it, it's not cheap. It's not cheap. So my point is that you know you have a situation. Yeah, we might be able to resume the fights, but where are the, where are the fans going to be to pay to get in? Now. I don't think you're going to have the same problem in a town like Fresno where the people live and pray by Jose Ramirez. Right. Okay. I don't, okay. And let's just say, for right. instance, um, uh, uh, Terrence Crawford, um, and because he can't fight in Vegas and New York right now because of his situation, because of the economy, he goes to his hometown where he's a god, He's gonna get his. He's gonna still get his big crowd. It might be down twenty percent for him, and it might be down ten percent. Let's just say for Ramirez because Ramirez is in a, more, a stronger boxing area of the country in Fresno than Omaha mm-hmm. has traditionally been. So they'll still do big crowds. Okay, but. The yeah. New York City thing
0: right now, the Vegas thing right now, the L.A. thing, those big cities. It, yes. Yeah, yeah, they, they just uh, did, did they you know announced the thing here too, in uh, the D.C. area, like Hey Rick. Hey, hey Rick,
2: Hello. Let me, let me let me pose a question to you. So in in, in regards in lieu of what's happening right now, well the cancellations and pushbacks who, who,
3: who, Who's asking? Who's asking? Identify so, yourself, so, please.
2: So, so so this is Terrell from Tampa, the one, the guy that usually calls you Mr. Glazer, which I won't be doing anymore. So you know it
3: is. Who is it?
2: Who is it? Terrell, Terrell from Tampa, Mr. Glazer.
3: Okay, Terrell, how are you?
2: Good, good, good. So once again, I got a question for you, in regards to everything that's going on right now. Say for, well, just not not just this. Talk about the importance of having uh, the live gate at a fight. In, in, in regard, how how pivotal is that into a into the successful a successful event? Like for example, at the well, event, well,
3: that I'll event, I'll, event, I'll explain event. I'll explain that to you. Right. I'll explain that to you. If you're talking about uh, a ESPN show with Bob Aaron which showed with um on the ESPN or a regular ESPN or the ESPN app, that that's all that's all gravy. Okay, that's all gravy. But if you're talking about a smaller show with less revenues, let's just say uh, um, uh, the boxeo Telemundo shows that the, 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 the Tutu Sabala and his son and Ruben, um, Ruben De was run, let's just say, for example, the gate means a lot to them because of the fact that they don't get a lot of money from Telemundo
0: Right, okay? yeah, um, they don't get the television okay. guarantee.
3: Yeah, well, they do, but not much. In other words, it's not. There's no millions of dollars there. It's small. It's small money. Okay, right. so let's just say, for an example, a showbox. It would hurt a showbox because you only get eighty thousand dollars from showbox, and you put on three or four fights. That eighty thousand is gone in a heartbeat. So those kind of shows, it would really, really, really crush. But the bigger shows, like Aram is doing on, on ESPN, the gate is all profit. It's all gravy because he's working with millions of dollars per show. Just like the PBC shows on Fox, um, it's, it would be all – on regular Fox, it's all gravy. But on the on the FS1 shows, that okay, that means – that means a lot because you don't get as much money for an FS1 show as you would a regular primetime Fox show, and it would mean a lot on Showtime because Showtime's not able to pay what the other networks are paying these days. So that would mean a lot on a Showbox show. Does so? Does that help you to answer the question?
2: Yeah, just because, like, just because, like even even like a uh, recent with Shakur Stevenson, this fight was was before got like, actually uh moved on, canceled, per se they were talking about having the, uh, the fight with, with, just, with just immediate members, member, things like that, but no So I was wondering about that. As as how, uh, how, uh, how that would play to the pulse of the fight would effective, which I think you just definitely explained. From that.
3: Well, that's the kind of situation where, where it would be all gravy because they're getting a lot of money from the SBN. Aaron is getting a lot of money from ESPN, just like Heyman's getting from from um, uh, Fox, uh, Fox and and uh, Eddie Hearn and Ostra getting from the Zone. So those uh, it doesn't it shows up in your bottom line, but not red to black or black to red. It strictly shows up that you're not going to make as much money as you would make if you had the gate. Okay, where these smaller shows you're running on life and death. So, in other words, like I said, on the Telemundo shows um, and the showbox shows, that money would definitely, definitely affect you making a profit or losing losing money.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing is, like, they're going to have to figure out how to, you know, work their budget in order to... Be able to do shows later on down the line right. if they d- could. To-
3: right, don't forget. Don't forget. Excuse me for interrupting, but don't forget one big thing. Here, that nobody's mentioned, in, in boxing circles yet publicly, anyways, is that in the past recessions we've had, they were economy-driven recessions. This recession is fear-driven by a by a virus, and now you have two things: you got a bad economy, and you got fear. Fear of the disease the the, the 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 virus itself before you had you had the fear of having no money and not be able to attend to fight now you got a double problem, no money some people and some you have money have fear, so you're working with two negative issues does that all make sense Yes
0: yeah yep, yeah, yeah, but I mean my thing is is I kind of uh see i'm just looking at when this thing will kind of you know, fade out if it fades out. But um, you know, for the time being, this is you know what you know the people in the in the world is dealing with out there. So.
3: Yeah, yeah. It's 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 not a pretty it's not a it's not a pretty situation. This whole thing, you know, that's for sure. Listen, guys, right. I'm gonna have to cut out tonight early. Um, yeah, I, I gotta make some moves before I, I head home. I, uh, I just wanted to join in tonight and help you guys uh, uh, spearhead your show a little bit as much as I can, uh, you know. So uh, in the meantime, as I let you guys go for this evening, thanks very much for having me, and I'll talk to you again. Okay, bye, bye, gentlemen.
0: All right, no problem. All right, there was uh, Rick Glazer uh, from uh, Buffalo, New York uh there that, you know, gave his a on uh, what's going on here in the boxing world uh, as a result of this whole coronavirus little thing that's, uh, you know, going on. But uh, Terrell there, you're still, you know, still with me. Um, like, what, what are your thoughts about this whole thing? Because, um, you know, I, I was saying before you got on, like, how I, I went over to Madison Square Garden on Thursday, uh, to go to the press conference and, um, you know, how that whole thing went down. And by the time it was over and done, and by the time I got back to D.C., that's when I was notified that the, the event was canceled. So I was like, man, this thing is just, you know, kind of blowing me out. Because, I mean, I have my thoughts on this whole thing, but I'm not really going to go into full detail about it. But I'll I'll just put it to, you know, the – like in in reference to have people kind of think about things in a sense. So what do you think? What do you think about it?
2: Yeah, first of all, I'm I'm definitely along with you in regards to – we can definitely have a a detailed conversation about the virus, outbreak, the coverage – uh, government involvement, stuff like that, but that's that's a bit long-winded, winded in this regard. Uh, but I mean, but but I mean, really, the, the main thing I think, because uh, actually, I'm, I'm working on some right now put on the on the page and stuff like that. Uh, but you look at right now, look at the domino effect that we've had right now. Uh, mm-hmm. First of all, from the NBA perspective, when uh, yeah, we had Rudy Gobert tested positive. Even going back before that, when he's touching the microphones, touching his teammates. that that's taking that very lightly at times, of course he didn't know i I get it he didn't know it, but in respect i I'm sure he feels like a complete and total idiot for for his actions and stuff like that, you know, but even even post post him, I'm glad to see he's donating money to uh local causes and things like that and workers to uh help get them cops in to get them paid and things like that. But like I said, yeah I think the NBA was the first one to suspend their uh their league for thirty days at least. Uh to that point you got uh, different different functions uh following suit, uh baseball, NHL. The NHL's not not particularly involved right now because their season not in right now. But of course, uh yeah. for, for concerned boxing. Uh like we had a major card uh this past weekend, got uh, was talking about having no fans and like I said part of the feature I'm working on right now imagine uh, the, the, the motivation of a fighter. You go in there to fight a fight, right, and there's no fan support. I mean, I'll, I mean, first of all, what does an athlete do do this for? He does this for himself, of course, to better himself, to better him, his family. We get that. But it's not that you do it. You, at some point, you do it for your fans. I mean, from an early, early on age where you're in high school sports, uh, training at a local gym, whatever you're doing at AAU, you have fan support, whether it be your immediate family, uh, friends, things like that. You do that for your family. Mm-hmm. Actually, you, you, you feed on fan support. So imagine going to a, a event, a fight, per se, and you have zero fan support. And can say right now. I, I know you can recall many, many instances where we saw a fight, a fighter probably down in the cars, probably had a couple of knockdowns, and his fan support uh, was out there supporting him, and he came back to rally back. Large because of that fan support, right? Mm-hmm. But imagine being in the fight and you're down on the cards, I said, and going to your championship rounds, and you and you and you know you you it's a must win for you or your career is over. Imagine having to, to do that, and you have zero fan support. It's just silence in the audience, in the crowd. That's you, you kind of peer out, and there's no one to cheer you on. How does that feel? Right. And even and, the, and you, if you just think about that. About the importance of having fans, right? So how can how can you really have a a boxing event, let alone any sport event, without fan support? Whether it be home fans or whatever. uh, And and on on the flip side, how many times have uh, we had fighters travel across uh, across the country or uh, into a fighter's uh, home, uh, back uh, backyard, and and there's a rival, for example. And that's one thing you should speak of too, because you always spoke of. Uh, you need to have a, rivalry, a, a, a bad person in boxing. And, and how many times, mm-hmm. like Floyd Mayweather, for example, he throws on that. He benefits from that, that that standpoint where he's always the, the quote-unquote bad person coming to the fight, into the promotion. And that also helps generate revenue. And also, at the same time, as a fighter in the ring, how mm-hmm. many times have you seen where, oh, you know, I know they're going to boot me. I don't care. I use that as motivation. How many times have you heard that? Numerous times. Yeah. And, and then, like I said, just to have a, a fight when there's zero fan support, whether it be good or or bad for you, that would be ultimately weird. I mean, at that point you have to rely on all your skills, all your focus, and put that into the fight in order to deliver that in order to get that win. So it True. was just what that was definitely gonna be an uncharted territory and at this point.
1: That's where, well, all
2: right, with the events, okay. yeah. we're not really gonna see that. But uh even when we do see our major cars and regular cars come back on. I think there's still going to be a lot of reluctance in order to fully support a certain events, uh, things like that. Yeah. Dep- depending on the magnitude of the fight. So it's just crazy, as yeah, I like ma- said, to see the domino effect of what's going on throughout the country.
0: Yeah, it's a it's a serious domino effect there, and it's going to take a good little while for everything to kind of pick back up. Um, one of the things that Rick did say was, like, how – bad things are as far as, like, you know, travel and lodging, like, I mean, if I had, shoot, if I had some bread, man, I'd I'd be like, man, bump this, man, I'm getting on a plane, I'm going over to Vegas, and I'm gonna be at these resorts for the cheap, you know what I mean, like, oh, like, you'd be there for, like, what, under $400, like, goodness gracious, yo, so, but, yeah, as far as, like, the, the, the whole fan perspective and whatnot, like, how that changes or affects the atmosphere of a fight, um, you know, whether it's a hometown fight, like, uh, you know, Rick said in reference to, like, a um, Jose Ramirez over in uh, Fresno or whatnot, and, uh, you know, how that kind of, like, uh, affects uh, fights, because it's like a hometown fight, or if you're in like an uh, enemy territory, like how that, you know, affects another day opponent. So that's the type of things that, you know, we don't necessarily wouldn't necessarily get in this sense, if they had uh, fights with no fans. Uh, So that kind of, you know, affects the way that uh, fighters approach a fight. And from a business perspective, you have to think about the live gate there that you don't, you know that are kind of like affected by that. So the venues don't get that revenue, the the vendors that are within the venues don't get that revenue. And so it like affects people, uh, it has a domino effect uh right there. So that's kind of uh what we have in in this instance. Um when when it comes to this type of thing um you know going on and going down. Uh so know, hopefully it, it kinda like phase out in the you know, the next um you know, couple of weeks or so. But we'll we'll see about that in um you know, I'll uh, kinda like get into that um maybe uh, later on down the line. Um but that's like something that, you know, I'll kinda, you know, tackle uh, a little bit later. Um before I get into, you know, my other um you know, uh, segment that I'm going to get, get into here for for this particular uh, podcast. Um, one thing that I wanted to um, try to talk about is this thing that's been uh, coming up in reference to uh, Tyson Fury. So, there have been, you know, reports within, uh, you know, the sporting world about Tyson Fury and this whole thing about um, like some farmer that made an allegation that a member of his, of Tyson Fury's team, uh, offered him, uh, what is it? Uh, 25,000 pounds or something like that or whatever, uh, to provide false information to, uh, Fury's, Tyson Fury's field drug test in 2015. um. And I I'm not sure like what what to like kind of like interpret and all of that. Um but I'm gonna see if I could try something here. Uh I think uh two six seven area code was trying to get in uh here. So let me see if I got him on uh right now. Two six seven, what's good? Yo, what up? Yo, hey, what's going on, man? Is Jamil?
4: Not, yeah, man, not not much. Uh I guess we're talking about uh Fury yet again.
0: Yeah, the the thing with um the recent news of uh this Tyson Fury uh story that has uh come out from uh 2015. All right. So
4: oh, I'm kind of like mixed emotionally with this because okay, it's what 5 years ago. And yeah, you have to look at it like the relevancy of it of it now, and why is it coming out? Is it, co- is it coming out because Tyson Fury is a bigger star now, like the, the um right the biggest he's been in his career, or is it to highlight what he did against Deontay Lauer there and that it was very unusual um, as far as patterns of behavior goes. If you're an objective boxing fan, and by objective I mean you don't have anything against Fury or Wilder or PBC or, you know, top rank or uh, Queensberry, you can just look at it from the standpoint of it's very believable because Titan Fury's career has always been littered in controversy. But every big win is surrounded by scandal. And then you watch him fight. His tactics are very bare knuckle, you know, gypsy style, which isn't, you know, of the Queensberry rules. Um, People just need to look at it in a vacuum. It was five years ago. It has no bearing on the fight that that just happened, but that's Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury is going to do whatever he can to win, then break the rules or whatnot.
0: That's what kind of fight he is. So, I mean, my thing with this particular story is whether it has validity or not, I mean, it's something that's straightforward. So, if there's something real behind it, then they're going to follow up with it. But if there isn't something real behind it, then that guy could be sued. (laughs) So... You know but you know, like you said, I mean with Tyson Fury given his history you know, this is something that you know, we can't necessarily uh you know, blow you know blow off into the wind with, you know. So yeah, while it was like five years ago, I mean it's still something to talk about because given the stories that you know me and you have talked about Jamil over the past you know few hours, whether it's five years or ten years or whatever. if it happened, then it basically happened, so they gotta just verify if it happened or not because
5: it doesn't matter what the time
0: period is you know if if it if it's true then you gotta you gotta roll with it. Like this is this, this is the thing, right?
4: The story is so unbelievable that it has to be true. You know what I mean? It's it's some things well, that can't nobody just sit and make up. Like what does this what does this guy have to gain for coming out five years later? It has no. Is like I don't think anything's gonna happen to Fury. Like nothing. Hmm. Like UCAD is saying that they that they may do it they may do something, when he fights in the u s
2: real quick, you know one of the things they said regards of, of industry, if they're not hating on you they well actually if if they're hating on you, then you know you yes, you win that's the main thing, and me personally, I have not heard of this this latest controversy in regards to drug tests, things like that i mean the, the main thing's been dominating the the boxing media, whether it be twitter uh social media whatever it is. It's, 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 it's a Fury Glove game, which is still, uh, mm-hmm. I'm sensationalized. There's no official inv- investigation to that whatsoever. So, But it's like, if they're not, not hate on you, then you know you win it. If they ain't on you, you know you're on top, and they're, they're coming for you. And the same thing mm-hmm. that has been happening for uh, many people, regardless of uh, sport and professions, that, whether it be from the Patriots, uh, mm-hmm. cheating with the cameras and stuff like that, uh, to boxing, to uh, uh uh, what is it now? Like what Fury's gloves? scandals supposedly things like that. I mean, the, the guys on top. <laughs> he's earned, he's earned What's your
4: thoughts on the, the glove scandal? What's
2: that?
4: What's your thoughts on the glove scandal? Uh, uh,
2: on the on glove gate, I mean, I mean, it, it, it's interesting to a degree. I mean, when you see how he throws punches to, on that left hand, the left glove, and mm. the glove, yeah. it just doesn't make sense. And I think that everyone on the show has has. Has somebody laced up their hands with, with 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 tape and has put on a set of boxing gloves? I know everyone in the show has done that, and I know when I throw punches with gloves, my glove does not do that. <laughs> you know, and for us to see that happen on the championship level is questionable. It does it brings it does bring up questions. But at this point, is there a special investigation? Is is there a shadow on the wind? No, not necessarily. I mean, because bottom line, it's two guys in the ring that got in there and did the fight. And went one and went mono, and mono against one another. And one one man, one man did what he did. One man did. We know that. So I mean, but did, we, did he cheat? I don't know. I mean, when we and looking back in history, in brief history, look at Cotto Margarito. That did come to life where he, the guy used uh, the substance on his on his tape to make his hands harder, things like that. That did come to life
4: Remember well, that to this day. That has that has never been proven. That's the, that that's the funny thing about that.
0: Yeah, that, that was proven.
4: It's,
2: that was proven. No, it wasn't.
0: That, that happened. So the move thing move with um, Nazim Richardson. So what did Nazim Richardson do in that instance?
4: Remember, Nazim uh, got him on the uh, the Mosley fight, but if, as far mm-hmm. as with the Cotto fight. Oh,
0: the Cotto fight. He, no. He,
4: yeah, that never that never was proven that he did it. It's kind of like you know everybody knows now or everybody feels like, yeah, he did that shit. But nothing ever happened to him. Like, he never faced a suspension or any kind of... um,
0: Punishment.
4: uh, Yeah, any kind of punishment.
2: Well, yeah, yeah, I think you're right. On on the Moses fight, when they found the legal substance, right? Correct me if I'm wrong.
0: Yeah, Yeah, that was... um, Yeah, the thing where they, you know, tried it. Well, they tried it with the gloves then and Nazim called him then, you know. So, and they, but they still, you know, they still went through with the fight, you know.
1: But, yeah,
2: but, the fury thing, I mean, there's no official investigation at this point. It's only speculation, and and now, and even some funny enough, look what we have now, social media. Social media is, is feeling even more now, so right, today. So you can right. go on Twitter, Facebook, uh uh media like that and see the curves, different angles and, and things like that to suggest that there was something funny going on within the fierce camp in regards to stuff but I mean right now it is what it is. He hasn't in charge, no investigation Wait, Move forward.
0: But here's the thing here's the thing too. Um you got with with the inactivity Uh, within the sporting world and and, and things in general. Like, the Wilder Fury 2 fight is the biggest event that, you know, we basically watched. It's the last big event that we've watched. So it's still like the top, you know, topic that's, you know, going on right now because, you know, there's no, you know, right today. I mean, shoot, right now. Right now, the number one topic in sports would have been the NCAA selection show and who didn't make the tournament.
1: That's what what would have been the
0: top thing right now. But with everything that has been, you know, canceled, Wilder Fury 2 is the last big event that we have seen as a sporting world. So anything that comes out in reference to it is going to be magnified because that's the, you know, biggest topic that we could basically talk about at this particular point. So, um, so that's, uh, Who's the other caller? Who, Terrell?
4: Yeah, who's the other caller?
2: Terrell from Tampa.
4: Oh, okay. I just wouldn't know who I was talking to. Um, me, Me and JR was talking about this earlier. Who do you think the layoff favors, Wilder Fury?
2: Oh, that's easy, Wilder. Wilder, because at this point, uh, it gives him more time to get himself together mentally, physically, spiritually, and everything. Uh, now, even though <laughs> I'm just be real with it, will he be a different boxer? No, we we know that, because at this point, he is what he is. But, uh, but but like I said, he needs time, boy, because like even it's been while. when he does something, make like a tuna fight, like uh, or even a couple more opponents, get your confidence back, right? And that way you can uh, possibly fix some of your boxing skills. But the main thing is getting your confidence back, because we know that like we talk about a lot of times when a fighter suffers their first loss.
1: Cool. Everybody's
2: everybody's likely gonna lose at some point. It's about who you lose to, how you lost to them. And and, and mm. Wild when we, when we take a close look at this, let's look at how he lost. I mean, this dude was a heavyweight, the W C W P C heavyweight champion of the world, and the only American heavyweight champion, right? So in that case, even though he was not a national selling point, but he did have a public brand here in in, in the face. We know that. But in the, in in the lead up to the promotion period, Wilder Fury Two uh, Super Bowl coverage. Box coverage, ESPN coverage, all of the coverage from all of the angles. Talk shows, all that stuff. At that point, he's a, he's more of a national brand at that point prior to the fight. Mm-hmm. So at this point the fight, uh, what was it, I think 850000 pay-per-view vibes, things like that, plus the numerous uh, streams on uh, uh, Facebook, things like that. We know about that. So at that point, he's a, mm-hmm. there's a bigger audience, a bigger set of eyes on him. And at that point, we all know what happened within the fight. He got beat up. Yep. He got exposed finally. Or lack of skill set, lack of plan B, lack of plan C, all those things that that's one So basically, it was a public. You, you thing felt like was he was exposed, to him? Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> well, well, to, not not to, not to not to your not to your hardcore fans, because we already know, we already know he can't fight. Yeah, we
4: sure. know. He well, he, he's a, well, he's a uh, he's actually, an I athlete. Actually, I think
0: somebody, I I think somebody would vehemently disagree that uh, Wilder was exposed, and that is the caller from the boogie down, the president of oh, the Deontay oh, Wilder fan club.
5: Oh, <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> I, nah. As soon as, because I, I was listening in, I wasn't going to call in, because I, I got a hot date tonight, but as soon as <laughs> I, I, I he heard slander, done? as is soon as I heard the Dion- huh
0: is it with pia did you did you did you still,
5: did you still danny? <laughs> no no come on although no, she is hot uh, <laughs> oh whoa 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 <laughs> hey man danny danny brought you something huh no he brought oh, you oh my god he brought you something that's what it, no 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 come on! Man. Oh I, th- I thought
4: Danny I, th- I thought I thought Danny was I thought Danny brought something exotic for you. I'm about to
5: say wow! Okay, Yo, Danny. Is this a boxing show or is this a Howard Stern show? What is going on here? <laughs> <laughs> you the one that said on? you had a hot date,
4: bro? You you opened the door. We want to know how. Now, you know you're right. You're, you're right. you're right.
5: Truly right. But how can uh, you say Beyonce you wow, Wilder can't fight? Deontay Wilder got hit in the back of the head in the third round and that (laughs) changed the fight, okay? Kenny Bayless and his costume is the reason that he lost, okay? All right? And let's not even get – okay?
2: Can we at least get a a celebratory bomb squad out of you, at least? With the same
5: purpose. I'm inside. A, I'm inside a cab. I don't want to scare the cab driver with a bomb squad. Can't do that. <laughs> yeah, not not right now. Not, the, not right now. you <laughs> so can't do it. <laughs> Listen, you guys got to understand something. First of all, how is this show not canceled due to coronavirus? You still out here working, man? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. your whole your whole weekend was canceled. Yeah, it
1: was. <laughs> yo, bro,
5: I, I was pissed. Hey Matt, I don't oh, think yeah, the yeah, rabbit. Hey,
4: yo. I don't think the rabbit punch is what hurt him. I think it was really the the yeah. I think it was the palm. Fury was hitting him with the open hand, with the palm and the wrist all night. I think that's yeah. what hurt him.
0: Strategically, yeah. now strategically, you know that's that's kind of like um you know, things that some people do, you know, maybe joke how slappy did it, but yeah. once you kind of like get hit a lot of times like that and it goes into the eyes, it's almost like a, it's like a slap, but if it wasn't um like, if it was <laughs> like bare knuckle or an open hand and you do that, that's almost like a poke to the eyes. So yeah. if you do it with the glove, Imagine if you had like some perspiration on that glove, and it lands in the eyes, and that perspiration oh, yeah. gets in your eyes,
5: it'll yeah. it'll blind you a little bit. So, so basically, Tyson Fury did like the E Honda from Street Fighter on Deontay Wilder. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
4: no, yo, he, Leslie, he 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 honestly, he he hit him <laughs> he
0: hit him with the ooh boy. <laughs> It's a, uh, there's, there's a great breakdown
4: on Okoye uh, Media. It's probably the best breakdown I've seen, and it, it it highlights the reason why Wilder couldn't parry his jab. Tyson Fury wasn't jabby. Tyson Fury would do the palm hold and punch. That was that was his combination the whole time. I'm going to rake your face, hold you. And then hit you in the club, you were in the back of the head.
1: that, yeah.
4: that was the only There's combination he it, ran all night.
0: And the other thing too um, that um, one of Fury's trainers showed was that Fury did a lot of catching too. Like he would catch uh, he would catch the jabs from, you know, um, Wilder. When he puts out his left hand So he would like catch the jabs And catch the punches that the had So it would be like He would have open hands to catch the punches That's like another form of defense Uh, yeah. you know, from your opponent You know, but Yeah, the thing with the slapping With the eyes and all of that That, that that, that you know, bothers your vision, man So you won't be able to see that right hand Coming if you get, keep getting hit Uh, with the left hand Whether it's the, um like if he's able to ball the fist, or if he's able to open uh-huh. the hand up a little bit. Because what happens is, once you like put the hand in the glove, you can still open those four fingers up a little bit. It's not like you're having a fist the whole time. Once you you have the, you know, glove on, you could open your hands a little bit. So when you do that, you kind of like extend your glove out a little bit. And just use mm-hmm. that to, like you said, do the slap and do the slap. So you could mix things up. You could slap them, or that you could close them, them four fingers up, and you could make that full fist and hit him, you know, full force with the jab. So yeah. that's some of the things there that he, you know, kind of like worked in a little bit, um, in reference mm-hmm. to that. But um, but going into like uh, these things, um, with with the uh, fights that are. You know, kind of like postponed or whatever it is. Like, it, it's kind of you know affecting things a little bit. We won't have these fights that we we could be talking about. Like, in a way, Casemiro that's, that's coming up. Um, hopefully, this Joe Joyce Daniel Dubois fight. Like, man, I hope that's not postponed. Man, that they were going. No, they're postponing um Door to Coast versus a uh, Maris Brightest uh over in Latvia so we won't have um we won't have Robert Bird. <laughs> Hopefully just they to, won't have Robert just to put
4: Burr you on, so, as,
0: as far as students
4: go so, they're shutting down the international section of the airport. So oh, yeah, 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 yeah,
0: yeah that's close. Yeah. yeah in
4: Philly they're shutting down the international um section of the airport. That's dead. Yep. And that's probably yep. gonna be like nationwide soon.
0: Yeah, that's for 30 hey. days. Dude. Yeah, it's gonna be taking wow. 30 days. So, um, yeah, people so can't necessarily it. out. And, and here's
4: the thing, he might get stuck.
0: Oh, to
5: Vegas? Hey, he might no,
4: get stuck. Well, wherever Danny is, he might get stuck. Bro.
5: Nah, yeah. Danny lives in Las Vegas.
4: Yeah. Oh, should he live here? Yeah,
5: yeah he lives yeah, in Las yeah, Vegas.
4: Oh, damn, I, I thought he came over Oh, I was he, He's from over there, right?
5: Yeah. yeah, he's from the UK He moved to um, the US about nine years ago
4: Oh, then yeah, I, I definitely got to give him shit Next time I talk to him <laughs> <laughs> Because if he, lo- if he loved it that much it, 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 He would have fucking stayed You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> the fuck? yeah exactly Hey, listen, hey, that's what I told JR
5: about J.R. J.R. JR needs to get the hell out of America so Jr. clearly doesn't love America. Jr. got to go. Who, like, how how do you rule against American hero Beyonce Wilder? That's an offense. Hero, hero. hero. Yes, American hero. What did hero. I tell
0: you? I told you. I told you the American hero is Kurt Angle. Let's get it straight.
5: <laughs> that actually is true.
1: There's some
4: validity in that statement.
5: Oh yes, it's <laughs> it's who true. was the only it's true. 2008 it's true. Olympian to bring home a medal for the U.S.? Beyonce Wilder, okay, American hero.
0: How is he Beyonce Wilder not a hero? Yeah, but but, here? but, but here's the pro- here's the problem, and and this is why Girl, he's you're... not a hero. Cause you he didn't do he that, that with a broken freaking neck. All right. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Yeah, I don't think many people know the story of Kurt Angle. I don't think Jamil's a wrestling fan.
4: <laughs>
5: I never seen why some sports media covering wrestling. Oh no!
4: That's because this this ain't wrestling. This is this is some bullshit.
5: <laughs> but um, what are we looking like ain't in terms okay. of the boxing schedule? What's your best guess as to when we're going to start getting fights again?
0: In America? summer? Oh man! Yeah, by May June, like late
4: May. No, you say late May? I say early June.
5: That's a long time.
0: Uh, yeah, that's a long time, man. Like Memorial Weekend. Come on, we we go ahead Memorial Weekend.
5: We have to start So, to we, so we ain't gonna have
0: Tank Davis versus uh, uh uh Leo Santa Cruz, like
5: man, Mm-mm. crazy.
4: What, what no
5: Canelo. You? Jesus Christ, no Canelo. Hey, you
4: I want you to think about this. Think about all the guys who are slated to fight twice or three, four times, depending on where they are in their career, right? That schedule is thrown out the window, so the older guys are going to have, like, crazy ring rust, and the younger guys aren't going to have the full schedule a 2020
0: fight that they planned Well, I mean, we talked... Well, they had uh, Rick on for a little bit. He was talking about the schedule for Canelo. Like, you know, they, they were trying to plan the three fights for Canelo. Like, Billy Joe Saunders in May, Gennady Golovkin in September, and then, um, you know, over in Japan by December. Um, so... They're they're trying to see if they could have all of this stuff straightened out so they could have a Canelo fight at the end of May so that September date is still locked down and the uh, December date is still locked down. But these other guys, yeah, it's kind of like a problem. I mean, for example, you got Jose Luis right? He hasn't had the fight since his unification, you know, against Maurice Hooker last year. He was supposed yeah. to have that fight over in uh, China on uh, May, uh, February 1st, and that's, you know, out the window. So he really wants to have that fight as scheduled in, in California because he's been out of the ring for a long time, man.
2: Well, even what you just said on that great point, uh, uh, my, my, my man, uh, like fighters that want to fight more than once a year. Look, for example, Gary Russell Jr. just fought uh, January and February this year, right? And February, yep. we are he only fights really, really once now. not Now, lately, he's been campaigning hard to fight Leo Santa Cruz, going to even going for 135. And for right now, we know for business, uh, supposed to fight Leo Santa Cruz, and it's supposed to be made. Now, that's going to get pushed back. So, is he going to fight someone else? When he's looking to fight one of those two guys specifically, or and like I said, and traditionally, he only fights once a year. Campaign to fight twice a year. But like I said, with with everything being pushed back right now, people that traditionally fight once, twice a year, three times a year, whatever, That's all gets modified in the schedule. So uh, with the main fights happening, now he's going to have to sit back and watch and wait for another fight to happen. Like, even at this point, if Kate does fight uh, Leo, Santa Cruz, uh, Leo Santa Cruz, that probably realistically won't happen until June, July. So what would get Russell Jr. be beat him? Or would he be open to fight someone else at 135 in, in, the, in the latter parts of the year? So good point on that one. <laughs>
4: It's like yo, it's it's not even just that, right? Okay, Manny Pacquiao is going to be a year before Manny Pacquiao probably gets in the ring yeah. from the time of yeah. Keith Thurman to now. Right, right. Um, Errol Spence. Wait, are the mandatories going to get called now?
5: Like um, it's a well, lot of they'll like, Be suspended. The WBO has suspended all operations until yep. at least June, they said. Um, it looks like the, WBA, the WBC is taking a little bit of a different time. Uh The WBC is trying to put special precautions in place, uh, but I don't think they're going to force any fights until everything's shut down. Um, the IBF has said nothing, I think the IBF never says anything. But I don't think you're going to see... Any mandatories called until at least June.
4: We'll be like Wood You got to fight.
5: Yeah.
0: <laughs>
5: <laughs> I can't wait to see uh, the IBF. The IBF might help hold their, hold
0: their uh, yeah, they'll hold their uh, fights over in their headquarters, the IBF. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <Right here. laughs>
0: Indeed, as, as, um, as as much as they hold up to their mandatory uh, orders. Think about your like, oh, Well,
1: Bill,
0: I mean, they Bill still have Bill, um, what what scheduled, you know. So we'll see if uh, his fight with Alexander Pavekin you know, still goes through. Um, I'm
4: talking about him being a man, though. If Wilder versus Fury gets pushed back. To like December. He's not going to get a good They will
0: they'll delay it just about, you know, um, I guess until May 2021. So, it just it, it just depends on what happens with the um like once this thing goes through because the later that the Uh, Third fight between Fury and Wilder Happened the later that everything else Falls into place Because originally You know they were trying to Have this thing scheduled out to where Um You'd have Joshua Pulev On June 20th Then have uh, Wilder Fury On July 18th And then They would try to set things up for the winners To fight each other by the end of the year for the undisputed championship, but now that's pushed back. For real, for real, you know. So it's gonna, it yeah, it's a you know whole domino effect. You know what I mean? So that's that's what we got going on um, so far in, in reference to this uh, boxing schedule. So it's it's kind of uh, you know what we. Are are dealing with at this particular point. We got less than ninety seconds in the uh, regular portion of the uh, Boston Source Radio Show, and then over time, we're going to have a, a special segment uh, there uh, called Fantasy Fights Volume One, uh, where we're going to go over a, at least a couple of fights could have happened over the past. I would say, oh uh, shoot! I'm gonna just go back to 15 years or something like that, and but it didn't necessarily happen. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna say 20 years because I think one of them uh, is gonna be past that. So uh, that's what we got in the uh, overtime section of the show. Uh, but uh, going back into this whole thing with the effect of the uh, coronavirus thing or whatnot, um, Jamil, you you were uh you you said something when uh, Terrell was talking about the thing with uh, New York and we we were t- we were talking to each other and saying like yo you were about to come up to New York you know to cover the events as well that like you were going to do you're going to do both of them right both Saturday yeah. and Tuesday yeah so yeah Beach is going into um that press conference Thursday, like, that that's the thing that had me blow because I'm like, okay, if anything, they could have sent an email, you know, while I was, like, on the way there or something like that to say, oh, you know, the whole event is canceled. But, no, they went went ahead with the press conference and everything and did the, you know, the customary announcements and whatnot. So, you know, it's kind of a... That was kind of a crazy scene there, man.
4: I didn't understand it because they sent us an email saying that we were just going to be us. And then, like, a couple hours later, oh, no, it's canceled altogether. Like, what the? Yep.
0: Yeah, like the Nevada. Like Nevada. The New York State Athletic Commission couldn't say anything, you know, right then, at least right after the press conference or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because that email was basically, you know, the summary of the press conference where Carl Moretti, you know, made that announcement. And then a couple hours later, they say, oh, no, it's canceled altogether. I'm like, what? You know, so it yeah, it just sucked, man. And uh, now we're on the you know, overtime session of the Boston Source Radio Show. And uh, we're going to present um, one segment called Fantasy Fights Volume 1 since... Uh, we didn't necessarily have uh any fights this week uh to really talk about. So um your brother Jamil came up with the idea here to kinda bring up a couple of fights that could have happened over the course of the past like I said, the past uh twenty years or so and didn't necessarily happen. Um so with that being said, I wanna open the floor to Jamil to name his uh, fantasy fight uh that we could talk about.
4: Let's start off with a classic man. Mosley versus
0: Trinidad. Sugar Shane Mosley against Felix Trinidad. Hmm at one forty seven or one fifty four?
4: One forty seven. Right after um right after um uh uh he beat Oscar. And remember Shane jumps up. Mm. So instead of Shane fighting Oscar, Shane fights Trinidad.
0: Mm. Ooh. This is Shane at one forty seven though. Oh man. Yeah. Um <clears throat>
2: And I think we can all agree that Shane was
0: his
4: best at 147. So I think
0: everybody would say that, right? At 135. Ah, uh, at 135, I think he was the beast. He was a beast at 135. Like he, man. The thing with the thing with Shane at 135 was like he didn't really get them the fights that you know would have been the top fights at 135. But he was he was an absolute beast at 135, man. And he went, he basically went from 135 straight to 147 for his fight against De La Hoya in 2000. So, man.
4: And Oscar versus Trent, that happened, what was that, 99 or
0: 98? That was 99. 99. Yeah. So, who was that fight? Yeah, that was September 99. So, yeah, they, mostly and Shane, I mean, uh, Shane and, um, Trinidad could have fought two thousand instead of like you said, Shane fighting De La Hoya, man. It was funny too, like they didn't even have that rematch. Uh, no. Oscar and, yeah, Oscar and Trinidad didn't have that rematch too. So but man, at at Welterweight though uh well, look, look look at it, I don't know. the tape real
1: quick. Look
2: at look at a tape. Uh Trinidad whats what is it, what, five ten? So he would have been a bigger man coming into the ring. Uh, Mosey coming mm. in, with five six, five eight? They both would have weighed in. Well, may weight no problems at all. Uh, edge and speed, definitely to Shane Mosey. Edge and uh, reach to to Mosey uh, to Trinidad, things like that. But uh, for for me, it is. I, I don't want to just say Mosey would have just sort of won. That. I want to say that just Trinidad classic aggressive come forward style his uh, jab was definitely uh, just would never never stand one place one time. But I think, for me, the, the speed with Mosey at that point would have, would definitely would have, would have been a difference in the fight. I mean, look back real quick at Mosey Mayweather. I mean, eventually uh, Mayweather blitzed him, but that first two rounds, Mosey's speed was on display. And I think uh, Mosey, fought training that, Mosey would have fought training that prior to that fight. So Mosey's speed, Mosey wouldn't have had that many miles him at that point. It would have been a highly, highly interesting fight. Uh, definitely a 12-round decision. But I think that Mosley's speed for me would have been the difference in that fight if it would have happened.
4: Can Mosley take that hook?
2: Good question. <laughs>
0: I think I think Moseley is one of the, the like a a tough character man. The only like what was it? The first time that he got knocked down I think was against Force, right?
4: Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, okay, is it Trinidad right. the kind of guy you want to move up and fight. Like that be your introduction. You ain't never been hit by a 147 pounder, but you going to get hit by the the biggest punching 147 pounder in boxing.
0: Well, um I'm kind of like basing this on uh the thing with um Mosley against LaHoya. De La Hoya mm. had a longer reach than um than Trinidad. <laughs> a little bit of a longer reach than Trinidad did. So
1: yeah.
0: I think Mosley, you know, Mosley was able to deal with the thing with uh De La Hoya and I and I think De La Hoya and Trinidad, their speed is pretty much around the same. Like it's not like, you know, a stark difference between each other. So I, I, I give it as to Mosley, man. I give the hits to Mosley.
1: <laughs>
0: man, you you out of the taxi yet?
5: Uh, no, I'm still in a taxi. My bad. I wasn't even listening. What, what were you guys saying? Fantasy fight?
1: Yeah, oh yeah. gosh. I wasn't listening. Really? My bad. Well, my bad. My bad. Fantasy
5: fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Mosley uh, versus Trinidad. Trinidad. I think.
5: I think... Mosley versus Trinidad. That's easy work. Yeah. Um Trinidad. Wow, that's Trinidad. I told you, EV Matt I told you Matt's Dominican. You know? He always <laughs> got like the <laughs> <called a> Latino.
0: <laughs> Yo,
5: Tito Tito was no joke <laughs> at 147. You guys got to remember that. So she, both, he is uh, but, he but, but, but
0: look what happened to look what happened to him against De La Hoya though.
5: Huh? He he beat De La Hoya. What are you talking about? He beat yeah.
4: De yeah. He beat De La Hoya. Yeah. He beat De La Hoya. He beat De yeah. like like Paul Williams beat Laura. Come on, man.
5: Oh, come on. Nah, we no, You must see this fight. So, let me ask you a question. Laura beat the shit out of Paul Williams. <laughs> How is Mosley going to handle his power?
0: That's the, that, how is that's my... how is Trinidad going to handle Mosley's power and speed? And All right, is, let me let me ask you a question. His first fight at one
5: forty-seven, though. Okay, let me ask you a question. In this fantasy fight, is Shane Mosley still getting his drugs from Victor and Balco?
1: <laughs> <laughs> how about
5: that? Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Is he still using the cream and the clear? Let's talk about it. Is he, Okay? Is he let's is, talk is about he using
4: it. is he using the Barry Bonds?
5: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Guy.
4: This is with okay, this is with Barry. Okay. To make it a more exciting fight, it gotta be with the Barry Bonds.
5: I'm with, still going with Trinidad. I wanna this see
4: this I wanna see the, I to see the best fight possible. I need to see him with the with yeah, the, yeah, the double B. Yeah,
5: everything, <laughs> yeah,
0: everything in it. The cream and the clear, all of that. <laughs> yeah. I need the I double the D people,
4: and, the, and I need the funny raps. People uh,
5: underestimate man. just how much of a badass Tito was at 147. Like, Tito was knocking niggas out. Like, legit knocking niggas out. What happened with Shane mostly when he fought a uh, burning forest? You know? <laughs> we got to so that. Yeah, but Tito Forrest him to Tito could beat Shane. And and Tito can't. Uh they got a different set of skills. Oh
4: yeah. Tito's like look, we're gonna land this left hook and you ain't gonna be able to do nothing about it. Whereas the very far, it's jab or nothing.
0: You don't think that mostly would be able to time when 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 Trinidad was gonna be throwing that left hook?
5: Nah. Trinidad was fine. <laughs> Trinidad was very fine. You guys are thinking uh, about one thirty five Shane Mosley. Y'all not thinking mm, about one forty seven mm. Shane Mosley. To me, Shane Mosley wasn't that good at one forty seven.
0: But yeah, he was able to win the title at one forty seven and then move up and win the title at one fifty four. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right, I got the wrong guys.
5: All right, he's just like he's, 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 he's up, we up do
0: another do out. <laughs> Yo, he's he's probably hit another one of them uh, karaoke bars and
4: stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yo, you know this karaoke <laughs>
0: stuff. <laughs> uh, all right, um, I'm gonna think of one, and like I got a few on the list, but I'm going to go. Gennady Golovkin against Dmitry Pirog for 2010. Dmitry Pirog, the Grandmaster, had beat. Uh, this is like in the 2010-2011. In 2010, Dmitry Pirog uh, was able to defeat Daniel Jacobs for the vacant WBO middleweight championship. Um, in 2010. You had uh, Gennady Golovkin fighting Milton Nunez for the Interim WBA Middleweight Championship But Mm. Milton Nunez Really wasn't much of anybody So This fight could have happened in 2010 For the WBO Middleweight Championship So Gennady Golovkin Against Dimitri Pirog Who wins? Hmm
1: I'm
2: trying to recall how good Dimitri P. Rog was. Do you recall the fight against Jacob, But but prior to that, that's I'm trying to recall how good he actually was to reconsider really
0: that. Uh, so I mean, he was he was
4: Sanchez yet, right?
0: I don't think he I don't think he was. But my thing is, um, P. Rog fought guys that were. 25 and 5, 16, 4 and 1, 29 and 4, 32 and 3, before fighting Jacobs, who was 22 and 0. That's who Dimitri Pirog was fighting up until that point. You know, while, you know, on the flip side, Galati Galakin was fighting guys that were like 15 and 8, 20 and 3, 9, wins, four losses and two draws. He fought someone that was twenty nine and three. Uh in um uh, what was it? Uh nineteen three and one before, you know, fighting Milton Nunez at at uh August twenty ten. So that's that's basically what you have there, man. Uh I think uh dang I think Jamil had uh dropped out and he can't like go on so um, so Terrell, uh, who, 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 who would you get?
2: Well, I'm right. I'm right now. I'm, I'm sitting on boxwork.com looking at Dimitri Pierrot's, uh, record, uh, looking at it, who he fought. So for one, he's from Russia. So from that's, first of all, you got, you got two, two of the same styles going against one another, right? Yep. So that's, and that's going to be an aggressive style. So for one, he's five eleven. So that means he's, he's going to have good size. He won't be necessarily the undersized man in the ring. Right. Uh, that that's kinda of tough. It's kinda of like in a sense like saying who would you who who would you pick against two top brothers fighting against one another? Uh that have the same style. It's kind of I don't know. That that's really, really a toss-up. like I said, looking here at his he faced with uh twenty fifteen KOs, so he definitely had power. And so you got two guys coming together, no size advantage per se, no speed advantage per right. se.
1: Uh,
2: at that point, it really matters on who, uh, who has the better champ at that point. Now with, with uh, p like I said, 20-0, 15 KOs. Uh, wow. That's kind of like a rock and, and robots. robot. Uh, mm-hmm. so at that point, you want to look at uh, who's the better boxer. Who, 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 and I don't have the numbers in front of me right now, who throws the most jabs, who's able to set each other up, things like that. So what I mean, I'm not totally familiar with P. R. at this time right now, but those are the questions I want to have answered uh, in, in regards yep. to stats. Who throws the most t- uh, jabs, and who throws the most – look at the punch output per round. But at three, really in a sense, in that fight, you can kind of throw those numbers out the window because they're just going to go at it at some point. After, after, they, yeah. after those first two, three rounds filling each other out, they're going to go at it. Uh, wow, and me, me personally, I would give it to Pirov, and the reason why I say that, we said now that Golovkin is now is finally facing fighters uh, of a championship caliber now, finally. Uh, even that's uh, what's the guy he, he fought last year, the other Russian guy, uh, middleweight contender. What's that guy's
0: name? Oh, um, oh, he got lost. He, he, they lost to Jacobs there. Um, yeah, how did he yeah. get like two IBF title fights, man? He, yo, is uh, like his fight there with uh, um was, yeah, that pretty much was a fight there where he kind of had to, you know, dig deep in order to, you know, win that particular bout. And the thing about it with Derevianchenko is Derevianchenko was shorter. And has a shorter reach, but he's just tough as nails. So he'll just continue to come at you, you know.
2: So, and in, and in, 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 in judging the uh, Golovkin fight, I use that fight as a as a barometer. So in that, in that regard, I would definitely pick Pirog over Golovkin because we so we we already know the actual the quality of, of opposition he's had for the majority mm-hmm. of his career. And that point, despite mm-hmm. Things like that, going to the same style uh, for Peter Rock, looking at a record 20 0, no, 15 KOs, real KOs, and not just inferior opposition to not just the Steve Rose of the world from Canada, things like that. In my man, uh, what's his name, that uh, guy named uh, Willie Monroe Willie, Willie Jr., people like that who Gluck and Feasted on. Uh, so, in that regard, I'm definitely going with P-Rock in that uh, hypothetical matchup.
0: Yeah, I think. You know, initially people would probably favor Golovkin given his extensive amateur background. But if you look at you know, what he had basically faced over the course of his professional career, they kind of like, you know, matched him up strategically, you know, against the guys that would basically fold easily or, you know, fighters that were from lower divisions that came up. So, like, during that time, the, the, the Nelson Tapias and, you know, the other um, uh, fighter that he fought for the WBA title at the time, uh, Milton Nunez, like, those guys fought each other at 154 pounds. So, he was fighting two guys formerly at 154 pounds for the interim WBA title and then the WBA full title at the time. So that kind of, like, to me says a lot about Golovkin in that they would rather put him up or pit him up against guys that had to move up in weight in order to fight for a world title. Like, when have you ever seen something like that ever happen where, like like I was saying, Milton Nunez, he had fought – at um at the time, it fought at you know, super welterweight against uh you know Nelson Tapia. Like he lost to Nelson Tapia back in two thousand eight, and then two years later, he fights Gennady Golovkin for the interim WBA middleweight title. While he was the uh, he had some type of minor title at super welterweight four months before. So that kind of, like, tells you (laughs) why I always get on Golovkin. Like, if you go on Box and you go on to, you know, what uh, Milton Nunez is, before he fought Gennady Golovkin, his fights, three fights before, were against a guy that was 0-3, 0-4, and then 8-16-1. And then you're fighting Gennady Golovkin for the interim WBA middleweight title, like, come on! And people try to defend him. I'm like, nah, man. That, that's why I don't. That's why I don't give him no props at any point, you know. So, so yeah, I'm I'm kind of favoring uh, Dmitry. I would favor dmitri Pirog because it, it, it's kind of like saying that you would have somebody like uh, Derevianchenko. And you know, with the with the same height and the same reach as Golovkin, I think they didn't want to have they want to pit those two guys together because I think they wanted to roll with Golovkin at that time. Both were with the HBO, man. You know, so they could have fought each other, but they just didn't well, want to make that happen, man.
2: We we already know about it, with the the matching between HBO and Golovkin. Uh, one of their quote unquote matches made in heaven. And, that, and <laughs> he's 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 a white sin. We know. I'll just say it. He's a white sin. Back <laughs> in, early before the before Glocken, when they were investing into the uh, uh, what's my man saying that died? Uh, Gotti. Arturo Gotti. Yeah, uh, Arturo Gotti. Yeah. So and and from that point when when Mayweather walked in and absolutely destroyed him. Uh, prior to that, we had yet with this trilogy of fights. With uh Ward on ESPN things like that, and at that point mm-hmm. when Gotti moved over to HBO, I mean it was just it, it's their documentary of his stories prior to the fight was just uh, monumental. Oh, he's a he's a fighter. He's I mean you're in this about back Yeah, I mean they just made a movie out of it in in that sense. And like I said Mabel walked in, destroyed him. So at that point, they, he 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 basically had no more no more value to him at that point. They had to come back in and manufacture someone else, which they did with No and which they did with Golovkin, uh, until the point where they can do it anymore, Uh You know, so but and, and conveniently they probably knew back then. That's why they didn't master the two together because they knew what would happen. They want they want their quote unquote great white hope. I say it respectfully uh, to to be destroyed and be to be uh, debunked from that point. So
0: that's exactly right. why that is. Yep, and and that's the thing that I was kind of, you know, getting at with this pati- with this particular uh, fantasy fight was that, you know, you had these two guys that were right there at middleweight and definitely could have fought each other at twenty ten, um, but they just didn't want to pit um, they didn't want to pick a lock against a guy like Pirog because they knew that he would have had problems uh, there, so. That's why I kind of, like, made that uh, mashup up. But uh, that's, you know, a couple of uh, matches that we you know are bringing up. I, would, I will have, like, a couple more uh, in the later uh, podcast in the next, you know, couple of weeks or so. We just got to see how this whole thing will um, get itself going. Um, but uh, we'll see, you know, what happens here within the next couple of weeks uh, when things get rescheduled and all of that. Um, but for the time being, uh there are you know, ways that you can watch, you know, old old fights or classic fights that are out there. YouTube has everything uh the zone. You can see things through the zone, through Fox Sports, uh, through ESPN and all of that. So if you wanna get your uh fighting fixed, just hit up YouTube with those three channels at the very least and uh we'll be you know, you'll be able to go through all of that. Uh but Right for right now, that pretty much uh, brings it into this particular episode of the Boston Source Radio Show. We'll, you know, have uh, something else uh, here scheduled uh, for next Sunday, uh, March 22nd, um, at the pretty much the same time here, same bad time, same bad channel. Uh, so, uh, that's pretty much uh, all I got for for now and like i say at the end of every show folks the point of boxing is to hit and not get hit not to stand and trade on that note folks i'm out have a good and safe evening everyone